Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectivate and I'm joined by racing expert Paul Gallagher, also known as the Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, fantastic. Um, looking forward to a pretty busy weekend, actually Saturday and Sunday. There's some pretty good stuff on and uh, yeah, should be good fun. Yeah, we've got a bit of a bumper podcast today. Lots of racing to get through. There's seven races on ITV, which we always take a look at, but we're going to touch on the um, racing over at Leperstown as well over Saturday and Sunday, so plenty to come on this week's podcast. Now, if you've been listening uh, to a regular podcast, you'll know that we've partnered with Who Knows Wins on our podcast these days as our sponsors, and it's great to have them on board. Um, Who Knows Wins is a, a brand new social betting app where you can bet against friends and not the bookie. So if you're in a WhatsApp group or on a day the races, then it's a great little app to get involved and see who can pick the most winners over the course of a meeting or number of meetings, um, whatever we choose to, to set it up. Now last week we ran a competition and the winners were C Dicko and Radiohead78. Don't suppose you know those guys, Paul? Um, unfortunately I do. They are two of my uh, old pals who are on my Jumps Racing WhatsApp group, so I was taking a bit of abuse from the fact <laughs> that they beat me. I'm trying to explain to them that I'm looking for value at big prices, um, not necessarily short-priced winners but it's fallen on deaf ears yeah the who knows wins app definitely requires you to have winners rather than places um which is sometimes easier said than done but those two guys managed to get four out of the seven last week which was pretty impressive yeah it's good shooting i should actually say that uh, c dicko is um is chris uh, that we had on the we had on the podcast a of few course. weeks ago so he's proving uh despite not picking a winner when he was on the podcast he's proven he does have the ability to pick out winners so good old Hopefully we can get him back on the podcast soon if he keeps up that kind of forum. Yeah, I think there's talk of a Cheltenham preview podcast with himself and um, maybe John Egan that we had on before as well, so that'll be coming up yeah. in the days and weeks ahead. Yep, that'll be good. So we've set up a competition for tomorrow again. Once more, it's featuring the seven live ITV races that we're going to discuss today. So if you want to get involved, please go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Who Knows Wins app. It's a £5 buy-in for our competition and the most person with the most winners will take the biggest chunk of the pot. So head on over to your app stores and download the app and get involved now at this stage we always have a wee look back on last week's results and it was fairly slim pickings um from the tips that we had up but uh, two that we mentioned santini and paisley park one yeah um in hindsight which is always 2020 vision um i should just have tipped them and maybe stuck them in a double which i was tempted to do and I, as you know i do that sometimes with the shorter price ones that, that i do fancy but they uh, yeah they both won nicely um I think we got Irish Row in for a place at eleven to one, um, and the rest were no hopers, unfortunately. Yep, fingers crossed. It's a wee bit better this weekend for us. Now there's seven races on ITV from Sandown, Musselburgh, and Weatherby. So we're going to start off in the one fifty at Sandown. Yeah, um, a race that I'm. I think ultimately, I think um, Call Me Lord will win it. Um, I think that's the the long and short of it. Um, I see that I'm just looking at William Hill's places here and I see that he's drifted out a bit in the, the betting and he, he might actually be approaching the point where I would have a bet on him um, I think he's Eldorado Allen is probably the closest um, contender 
he's got a good bit to find in form, um, although he's a, a course and distance winner. Um, Kel Stan, I don't think is good enough to beat him. Um, the one I thought was a, maybe a slightly bigger price is Zambella. Um, but again, loads to find um, to beat Colin Lord um, sort of £21 in official ratings to find, although he's getting a bit of weight. Um, but yeah, I, I think Colin Lord is probably a, a pretty safe bet there. And I'm not going to tip it as a single, but maybe one for listeners to stick into their accumulators if, they've, if they fancy it. I'm tipping one or two shorter price ones later on. Yeah. So you might want to throw Colin Lord in amongst that and, and uh, just add it in as a, as a wee multiple. Yeah, it's just not your style to be tipping, what is he, 46, something along those lines? Yeah, it's the uh, the quickest way to the poor house, um, tipping the, the odds on horses, I think. I mean, you, you tend to find that there's not that much value. Not always true. Sometimes you get a sort of 46, 8 to 11 that should be 1 to 2, which I, I'd be tempted to say that might be the case here. Um, so at that point, you start to think, well, I'll, I'll maybe have a bet on it or I'll put it in uh, with the other ones that I think are, that are a good price. Okay, so no bet in the, the first race, which is 150 at Sandown, but we're saying call me a lord for any doubles, trebles that you might fancy, and I take it that'll be your pick in the who knows when competition. It will be, yep, definitely. Okay, next we're off to Musselburgh, and I noticed that some of the race timings in Musselburgh, is this a new thing that they're trying um, to make the, the racing running more smoothly? They seem to be at fairly odd times. Tomorrow, um, I see there's yeah. a, a 3.52, for example, which starting to look like a, a train timetable. I never noticed that myself, yeah, actually, later, when you get later on. Um, I don't know what the explanation for that is, to be honest. It must have something to do with um, the fact that it's on chat. They've got some, they've got a ITD there or something. I don't know. That's a, that is a strange one. Because you'd think they would just say, we'll call it 3.55, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same at, same at Weatherby by looks of it. It seems that, some yeah. fairly odd times, but I'm sure there's a perfectly reasonable yeah, explanation for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I can hardly pick the winners, never mind work out what's going on with the timing. So <laughs> concentrate on that as best I can. So anyway, in this first race, you're looking at a horse that won almost uh, for a month to the day um, at Musselburgh. Uh, That's right. Day. Course and distance winner on New Year's Day. Um, a horse called Sir Chauvelin, who... Um, it's a pretty decent quality horse on the flat. It's rated over 100, I think, on the flat, um, which makes them uh, you know, reasonable quality. Um, and in this race, I thought there were three that I liked. Uh, the look of Ashington, Miranda, and this Sir Chauvelin. Um, the fact that Sir Chauvelin's got good quality course and distance form, and is, although he's eight years old, he's actually still pretty lightly raced for a, a hurdles horse over, over hurdles. He's, I think he's um, still got a bit to go. So this is a handicap. So I think in this, he's pretty well handicapped in comparison to the rest of them. And I think you know, five to one is pretty good value, actually. Um, I think there was some six to one knocking about as well earlier on. So if you can uh, if you can grab any of that, then that's the that's the way to play it. Yeah, I think it's definitely been nibbled at because it was eight to one earlier this morning. Yeah, so the, well, that, that's encouraging in a sense as well that... Um, someone fancies it not just me so um, yeah the market's speaking in its favour as they say ok so Sir Chauvelin and the 205 at Musselburgh for you next yep, up that's the one. next up it's the 225 at Sandown um, and Lorena looks a worthy favourite in this one yeah um, I'm actually really looking forward to this as a contest um, I think what it comes down to um, is will the Lorena that we saw last season over hurdles and indeed the season before that, um, will that Lorena 
turn up. Um, last time at Leopardstown, um, she switched to, to, to jumping fences, I should say. So last time, last time at Leopardstown, she was she was quite strongly fancied, um, and she was reported to have burst blood vessels, so she was pulled up. So you can sort of put that, mark that down as an excuse. Basically, ignore that, or you know, just say right. Okay, in terms of form, she wasn't well. She had a bad day. Fine. So going on all other previous form, including her debut um, over fences, which she won very comfortably. I think you can see that she's far and away the best horse in this race. Um, so I thought thirteen to eight was a pretty fair. But <laughs> I'm saying that we are uh, we're having to ignore the fact that she wasn't well last time and burst a blood vessel. If that happens again, then obviously um, she, she could be in trouble again. So it's, I'm just hoping that that was a one-off. It does happen from time to time with horses that she'll bounce back. I mean, I'm sure Willie Mullins wouldn't be um, sending her over to Sandown if she wasn't quite right. He just wouldn't. He doesn't take chances like that with, with his good horses. So she'd be staying at home. Um, so the fact that she's coming across to Sandown is, is a sort of indication that he thinks she's fine. And I think... Uh, there was, I think it was seven to four about um, when I checked all the odds before we came on to record this. So I think that's a great price. And I think if um, if she turns up and is going to run, that she could go off probably closer to even money. There's still some two to one available by looks of it, a bit of 15 yeah, to eight as well. So that's the bet then. still yeah. some value. I thought you might have been interested in Grand Son seeing this one. I think that's one you've tipped before in the podcast. Tipped in the past, yeah. Um, but disappointed that time, I think, that we tipped him before um, and decent horse but just I thought um, not quite up to this quality he's probably got uh, yeah about seven or eight pounds to find in terms of the, the official ratings with Lorena and um, so I think just he's just in that sort of second tier of quality uh, whereas Lorena's the, the the alternative I would have if Lorena's a non-runner um, or if she, yeah you know if, if someone has a strong view and doesn't fancy her because she bled last time. Um, good boy Bobby would be the alternative. I think that's an improving horse um, that's going the right direction. Decent run last time at Cheltenham behind Mr Fisher, who subsequently won again at the weekend. And beat, I think, I'm just trying to check through the form here. Yeah, beat a horse called Ravenhill Road the time before that. Um, who has subsequently won quite well, or has run quite well? Didn't win, but but had a decent uh, a decent run. In fact, no, won a Haydock as well. So no, I was, I was right on that one. So yeah, the alternative to Lorena would would be Good Boy Bobby. I think that's the improver in the field. But as I say, I think uh, as long as Lorena turns up, she should win this, and two runs a great prize. Okay, so next up, we're over to Weatherby and the two forty five where six run. Yeah, another one where there's not enough um, runners for an each way angle uh, into the race, so we're having to get off the fence and try and pick a winner. Um, I do like, again, um, when I priced up, the top three in the market are the three um, that I liked, so I'm doing something right in that respect. The market agrees with me. Um, Dominatour is the favourite, um, and probably rightly so, decent form. Um, but the one that I like is a horse called Boldmere. Um, ridden by James Bowen who's a cracking young jockey I've got a lot of time for um, trained by Caroline Bailey Bowmere has won his last two races Leicester and Doncaster the time before that interestingly um, he ran at Huntingdon um, and jumped left all the way around um, and just didn't go well at all Um, and yeah so I think he's got a much stronger chance here because um, basically the track goes in the right direction for him um, which he'll enjoy 
And it just looks to me like the sort of horse that will um, improve uh, for the the trip here. And just I thought the price was the the solid bet. Um, I think there's some four to one available at Bogmere, um, and that's my tip for the race. Okay, yeah, there's still some four to one available by the looks of it. Um, as you say, Dominator heads the market five to two. Yeah, a decent um, a decent horse. Dominator's also won his last two races. Um, including they were both at Chepstow, um, on heavy and soft ground. So you're you're thinking that it's clear that he's um, got a bit about him. Um, I would just perhaps be concerned about him somewhere other than Chepstow is one angle to look at. Um, you know, is he a co specialist and prefers it there, um, or is he is he just a class act? I, I just think um, at the prices, I quite I quite like the look of Boldmere. Okay, so Boldmere. Currently around about four to one um, in the two twenty five at Weatherby. Now the next yeah, race. Yeah, it's worth sorry. saying. Sorry, just as a, just for for listeners who are interested in, in prices and value and things like that. If the prices were switched around here, if uh, Dominator was four to one and Boldmere was five to two, I would be tipping Dominator. Um, some people can't get their heads around that. Like, oh, <laughs> you must think this horse is going to win the race, but that is it's important. Price is really important. You know, four to one is a much better price than five to two. Um, and when the, so, if you make them much of a much a bit of a toss up, as I do with these three, including New Tide and that, which is um, the other one in the top three in the market, um, I'm always looking for okay, what's the value? If I can't decide, I'll pick the one at the biggest price. Um, you just have to be sort of leave the emotion to one side and go for the best value. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think you've got to, got to take a long-term view as well. You know, that's over, it. Yeah. Over the piece, if if that's the way you know that you make your decisions, then in theory you should come out more profitable. That's that's the theory behind it. Yeah. And, and to be fair, the stats kind of back that up over the last couple of years. My stats, you you, you might tip um, ten, thirty-three to one shots that don't win, uh, but the eleventh one wins. So at that point, you're miles ahead of the bookies. You know. Yeah. So that's just the way to play it. So speaking of thirty-three to one shots, um, ah, over to Sandown and the three o'clock. Uh, yeah, this looks like a race that Boys of Value just loves to get stuck into. Yeah, this was. I, I got excited about this one um, when I noticed how many runners there were, um, and the fact it's a it's a staying um, handicap hurdle over three miles. So you need to, and it's on heavy ground. So you need some. Um, horses with a bit of gumption about them um, that are going to enjoy the, the, the pretty stiff test that it will be. Um, the goal and fortunes one near the top of the market that I quite like the look of looked fairly solid, um, but the, I've actually got two that I'm going to have a bet on in the race. Um, and as you touched on, one of them's a 33 to one shot, so I'll deal with that one first. That is, uh, it's just dropped off here. Yeah, Broughton's Admiral. Um, which is 33 to 1 with two or three firms. So I'm tipping it at that price. And if you can get that, then brilliant. Um, I expect it to go off a bit shorter than that. Won really nicely last time out um, at Hereford. Not a brilliant standard to race that. Um, but um, it did it really nicely, one by 12 lengths. Um, and that was heavy ground as well over this um, sort of distance. Um, if anything, it was a slightly longer distance. So it's definitely one to. That, that you know will probably stay, will enjoy the ground, and it shouldn't be thirty-three to one for me. It should be about half that price. Um, so get involved if you can. Yeah, see, it is actually half half that price with some bookies. They're going sixteens, but Paddy Power still showing thirty-threes. Well, let's punish them for it then. Yeah, get get <laughs> an early. 
I, as soon as I saw it, I must admit, I don't often bet before we record the podcast, but I saw that and I thought I have to have some of that. Um, so I got my each way bet on. I think they're paying five places as well, um, just in case the price disappeared. So grab it while you can. Um, yeah, the and but the main tip that I'm going for in the race um, is a horse trained by Chris Gordon, a horse called Go Whatever. Um, it's a six-year-old hurdler, so it's the sort of younger end um, of the scale in terms of experience. Um, and I think it's, that means it's probably got potential for a good bit of improvement. It's only had four runs over hurdles, um, and it's been progressing quite nicely. It won its last two, um, and the last time out, it won over this course and distance at Sandown, so yeah. on heavy ground. So that, that's three big ticks in my sort of boxes that I like to tick when I'm tipping a horse. Um, course and distance winner, went on the ground last time. Um, good trainer, Chris Gordon's a trainer who's excellent at campaigning a horse and targeting them at specific races. This is a pretty valuable handicap, so I'd be surprised if he hadn't had this in mind for the horse for a while. Um, and it's Jamie Moore who takes the ride, who's a, a very good um, jump jockey as well, so I'm comfortable with that. So I thought, um, 14 to 1 about go whatever with five places um, is a pretty good value bet yeah I think we're expecting some rain overnight so that might work in its favour as well yeah that's it. I mean, it you know if a horse has got that form on it you're quite happy the more rain the better um, because it puts off it puts off the others that are more uh, that like a firmer firmer surface so yeah you're de- definitely at Sandown tomorrow you want to be keeping an eye out for the ones that like it sloppy okay so Two tips on that one. It's Broughton's Admiral, currently about 33 to 1, and Go Whatever, uh, currently 14 to 1. Obviously, we'll get five, well, keep an eye out for five places on the yeah, trade markets there. Yeah, they're very generous. I think most <clears> of the keys are from the five, so yeah, make sure you get it, don't get ripped off. Okay, next up, we're back to Musselburgh. It's the 3.15. It's a four mile slog by the looks of it. Yeah, this, this is another sort of race I like as well. An absolute battle. Um, not as many runners in this, um, so we're not going to get each extra each way places, but um, some famous old names in this. Uh, a shout out to Harry the Viking, who's now 15 years old and still um, plugging along. Uh, it's been popping up in these sort of races since I was in shorts, I think. <laughs> One stage he was owned by Alec Ferguson and was fancied to win the um, the. Air, the Scottish Grand National Air, uh, way back. I think we're talking 2014, 2015 sort of time. Um, so yeah, he's had a, a decent innings, as Harry the Viking. Um, not tipping him today, too old and uh, further down the uh, further down the pecking order, I think now. But I am tipping another one who I see is um, 40 to one at the moment um, with a couple of firms, and that's an old horse called Blow by Blow. Um, and I say old. It's not really old, that's a bit harsh. Um, it used to be owned by Town, I believe, um, and was was quite a highly rated um, hurdles horse and then a chaser. And it's sort of fallen on hard times uh, in the last year or so. Um, ran at Aintree in the Grand National last year and was pulled up um, and ran in the Irish Grand National as well and was also pulled up. So you're having to take a lot of that on trust that he's got retains any of his ability. Uh-huh. What is really interesting though is he's now running here off an official rating um, of one two two, and he was running in the Grand National off an official rating of one four six, and that was less than a year ago. That was um, yeah, so you're obviously April to February. Oh, yeah. um, so he's dropped twenty four pounds in that time, which is 
almost two stone worth of weight, which is quite significant for any horse. Um, now, you'd think if he was maybe 11, 12, 13-year-old, he's over the hill and he's past it, but actually he's only a nine-year-old, he's only just turned nine, so he's still arguably has some, um, has age on his side. Whether he's got the ability or not, I don't know. I might be just making a case for this because he's 40 to 1, but I think it's great value. If he bounces back to anything like um, his previous form, he's got a really strong chance. Um, and it might just be that the change of scenery works for him. He's changed to a new um, stable. Um, he's running a couple of hurdles races to try and sort of get, get him back into things and you know, try something different, mix up his routine, and, and if he responds to that, then he would absolutely bolt up here. I mean, and it'd be sad not to be on him at forty to one if that's the case. Yeah, previous previous Cheltenham Festival winner, so he's obviously got some pedigree in there. Oh, I mean, absolutely, he was a he was a top class horse um, back in the day, you know, and that's only that's less than two years ago uh, that he won the Martin Pike um, at, at Cheltenham, you know. So it's not not that long ago at all. Um, so I just think he's. A decent, uh, a decent one to have a, a wee interest in at a, a massive price. He's, I think he's too young to give up on him just yet. Um, the obvious, if, if someone wants the, the obvious winner, uh, I think it's Little Bruce, who, who is the favourite. I think 100 to 30 or thereabouts um, should be should go close. Enjoys these long distance tests. Um, it's won at Catterick and Huntingdon, I think, this year. Um, or rather, one of them was last year, to be fair, but, but this season. And... Um, yeah, he, he likes these sort of four mile or nearly four mile tests. So if you want a, a solid one, um, then I think he's the he's the alternative. But no value there for me, so I'm not tipping him. Okay, so now we move on to the last race on ITV, which is the 335 at Sandown and last year's winner, Classic Ben. Um, landed a bit of a gamble, but because he's hoping not to be caught out by him, having marked up his favourite this time around. Yeah, they've not they've not missed them uh, this time. Um, I, I was torn on this. I must admit, when I when I went to pick who I thought would win, um, up and down the card, and I picked out Classic Ben as the obvious one uh, and the one I think will do really well. And then I looked at the price. And I was hoping for a slightly bigger price, to be honest. But um, I don't see anything else in the race um, that I fancy. Uh, I think they've all got question marks about them. Um, whereas, as you as you touched on at the start, Classic Ben won this last year. Hasn't been brilliant since um, in, in a few other races, but his uh, his handicap marks dropped back down. He's only a pound higher now than the, the the sort of handicap mark he was when he won this last year. Um, the ground's gone soft, which is in his favour. So everything sort of looks set for a big run. Um, so I'm having a small win bet at five to one on him um, because I, I, I do think he's the by far the most likely winner. Any each way value in any of the, the other horses? I, I, to be honest, if, if there was, I would probably have tipped him. <laughs> Very at least true. Touched on it. Um, the one I did think was was a big price was Creve Hill, um, who is top weight. Um, so that would be a wee bit of a negative um, in this sort of ground because it's a three mile chase. So yeah. it, it's it's tricky to carry top weight, and also I'm not convinced that he wants this soft to heavy ground. I think he would probably prefer it a bit firmer, uh, whereas Classic Ben's quite comfortable. So, um, yeah, no each way value, really. I mean, you, listen, there's there's a lot of people that would do um, each way at five to one because, you know, I think you're getting four places here. So I'd be yeah. surprised if Classic Ben wasn't in the top four or, um, or five. So if you can get extra places and, and do that each way, then there's no harm in that. You get your stake back um, if someone happens to have a good run and just pips them. Yeah, as long as he goes off it, those kind of odds. Yeah, that's it. I think it's fair. 
Okay, now before we wrap up, we're going to have a quick look at Leperstown over the weekend as well. Yeah, I think it's worth um, it's worth mentioning, even though we, we tend to focus on the ITV races to give um, sort of novice horse racing punters a good entry in with the, the live racing on terrestrial TV. We have to mention that um, Leperstown have their Dublin Racing Festival this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And there's a few races that are definitely worth watching, even if you're not going to have a bet in them, and particularly with a view to Cheltenham in mind. Um, as you and I discussed before we came on, um, Cheltenham had their trials last week, and this is the, the turn of Leperstown to have their sort of Cheltenham trials. They won't, they won't admit that and call it Cheltenham trials. They would like to have their standalone Dublin Racing Festival, but that's effectively what it is. It's a good opportunity for the best Irish horses to demonstrate that how good they are, and um, the winners from these races tend to go into the festival at Cheltenham and um, try and win the, the big ones there. Um, I'll just rattle through some of the races, if you don't mind. And yeah, just go give for it. Up to the listeners. Um, the 125, on, so this is on Saturday, 125, I think Min's a great price, 3 to 1. Um, I think in the 2 o'clock notebook is also pretty good value. It'll be close to favouritism, about 7 to 4, 2 to 1. And then in the 310, which is the Irish champion hurdle, um, there's a horse called Honeysuckle running, which should be favourite, but I think she's got too many question marks. And the solid one, I think, is Sharjah which is about two to one. Um, and I think really just needs to be honeysuckle and he should be able to see off the rest. So those three, um, I would maybe pair them up, just doubles in a treble. A bit of interest. Um, you can sit down and watch it. And most bookies, you'll be able to, if you place a bet with them online, you'll be able to watch watch it stream live or it's all it's all going to be live on uh, racing TV as well, if anyone wants to sit down and watch it. Um Jump into the Sunday at Leperstown very quickly. Um, not as many here that interest me. I think I would probably have a bet on Faheen, which is in the three o'clock. Faheen's gone chasing now, which is an incredible story because um, he's always been a hurdler and he's now turned 11 and they've decided to send him chasing, which is very unusual, but he's absolutely brilliant at it. So he could win this and then go to the, the festival and, and cause a real um, bit of excitement um, but winning one of the novice chases at the festival. And in the 3.30, um, that's the Irish Gold Cup, which is a really good test for horses that want to come over and run in the Shelton Gold Cup. So I would definitely tune in to watch that. I don't think I'll have a bet. I don't have a strong opinion at the moment. Um, but Kenboy presenting Percy and Delta Work are all running in it. And it'll be definitely worth watching them to see how it all pans out with them a view to the Gold Cup in mind. Yeah, certainly. Plenty of names in there that you know, be familiar with people who maybe just up into racing come the Cheltenham Festival. So I think that that's yeah. going to be of, of huge interest if you're looking ahead to Cheltenham already. Definitely. It's worth a watch. It's a shame, actually. I mean, I'm not going to bang on about it, but it's a shame that it's not on terrestrial TV over here. Um, yeah. I, I don't like the fact that a lot of the day-to-day racing is stuck behind a paywall. It's not the way I would do it. It's trying to attract um, young people into watch it or casual viewers. Um, it's a bit of a shame, but that's the way they... Obviously, they must think it works best for that business model. But, um, yeah, so it's a shame you you have to have a racing TV subscription to watch it or um, you'll get a feed from the bookies if you have a small bet. I think most of them will, will let you watch it online. Yeah, yeah. OK, can you just recap then our tips for the weekend? I can indeed. Um, we've got, so I'll start with all the races, the ITV races first. Um, the 150 at Sandown, um, I'm saying... Put Call Me Lord in your multiples, but it's technically no bet. 205 at Musselburgh. Sir Chauvelin, 6-1, a win bet. 
225 at Sandown, Lorena, 2 to 1, also a win bet. 245 at Weatherby, Boldmere, 4 to 1, and that's a win bet as well. 3 o'clock at Sandown, I've got two in this. And the main tip is Go Whatever, 14 to 1, and do it each way. And Broughton's Admiral at 33 to 1, um, also each way bet. I think the 33 to 1 is with Paddy Power and maybe one other bookie, so get that while it lasts. 315 at Musselburgh, blow by blow. I think that's drifted out to 40 to 1. Small each way interest in that race. Um, just hoping, hoping that blow by blow can get back to good old days. And the 335 at Sandown, classic Ben, 5 to 1, and that's a win bet as well. And then if, for those who are interested in the Dublin, Dublin Racing Festival, Saturday and Sunday, on the Saturday, 125 min, 2 o'clock notebook, 310 Sharjah, and I'm doing doubles and trebles, doubles and a treble, I should say, with those three. And then on the Sunday, at the 3 o'clock, Faheen, uh, a win bet on that. Maybe even put that in with the other three on the Saturday and make it a lucky 15 or something for a bit of fun. Now, can I ask you a question regarding your Saturday tips? You this, can. Week, this weekend we've got six in the range in price from four to one to forty to one. Not so much a staking plan, but how do you go about permitting those, and what kind of bets do you place on those? Are the yeah. singles, or do you do you have a, a lucky fifteen or bigger, or what do you do? Good, good question. When I first started out, um, sort of studying the form and putting bets on, and um, I would always try and find uh, multiples to do and try and put them all in the multiples. That quickly found out. Did a bit of reading into. Um, odds and um, the, the best way to get value etc and I quickly found out that multiples were pretty tricky and difficult way to do it you sometimes get lucky um, but usually you really need to back singles so what I do now is with all my tips I back them all as singles I do also have small sort of bets for interest using multiples um, what I would do on a day like tomorrow is I'll go through and work out whether I think it's a win bet or an each way bet Mm-hmm. And also whether I think it's um, what I would think is a stronger chance or a weaker chance. So part of that will go by how many points I'll, I'll put on it, so, you know, the staking plan. Um, yep. And part of that will be by the, just the size of the price and, and what my sort of gut feeling is. So using tomorrow as an example very quickly, right? I'll go through and I'll say, uh, right, yes, first one at Sandown, call me Lord, strong win bet, Lorena, strong win, um, Boldmere win not as strong so I'd probably pull those three together as a win Aka uh-huh. and then I would maybe throw in as it happens the Leperstown ones as well so I'd actually maybe throw in the three of those and so do those three Call Me Lord and Lorena and then actually I'd probably pull Boldmere out and put that in with the each way multiples okay. which would include Sir Chauvelin um, Go Whatever blow by blow and classic Ben and just put them in a, a very small stake sort of um, lucky 15, lucky 31 that sort of thing just for a bit of interest because you'd be absolutely gutted wouldn't you if you know three or three or four of these bought up at big prices and you've just got the singles on you would feel oh, I wonder what I would have won if I had yeah. them on so I think that's the fear isn't it when you've got a handful of horses that you've picked out and you really fancy whether it be a win or an each way is that you know the sensible thing to do would be back them in singles, but there's always that wee thing in you where it's that fear of missing out, you know, if, if they did yeah. all bolt in or if they all placed. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I, I try, I tend to split them up into two 
um, sections because it's really expensive to put on multiples yeah. with eight, nine, ten horses in it. Um, yeah. It's just it's unworkable, and you you uh, you'll go, go poor pretty quickly trying to do it. Okay, I think that's good advice. Um, I hope it makes sense. I rambled on a bit there, but hopefully. No, you I think that's stuff. I think that's fine. I think it, it does make sense. You know, to to lump your each ways together and your wins together and perm them accordingly. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so. If you're looking for some football tips this weekend, don't miss the football podcast, which is plenty of tips for tomorrow's games in Scotland. And there's one from the war leagues, in fact, an on-league football in England as well. So make sure you give that a listen. Uh, as ever, please feel free to get in touch with us. If you have any feedback, any ideas or even any tips, you can do so by email at hello at gambler.co.uk or via Twitter, where our handle is at gamblertips. And as always, you can follow Paul on Twitter at the voice of value so that's us for another week plenty of racing to look forward to over the weekend we'll be back next friday for a look at saturday's racing on itv in the meantime have a great weekend and good luck with your bets and thanks to paul for his tips today no problem at all thanks and good luck to everyone with their bets this weekend